Hello there. Since I've been busy, I decided to get my content back in course with something a bit easier, a series of short podcasts featuring something I've created using synths and other similar gear. Just one idea per episode, less ramble, more kids getting down to it and showing off some good sound design, music and technology. So I can see how this goes. I'm taking a break from writing. I feel that audio may be a nice change. So this recording will be featured in Substack and also in the Hive blockchain, which if you don't know much about that, just ask me in the comments and I will maybe do a special uh, podcast on that. Um, so in the article I'll share some links, photos, screenshots and other notes that are applicable really to the podcast. And um, so let's uh, kick off this episode. Today's musical sketch that introduced this podcast was created using two things, one of which was the OP1 field by Teenage Engineering and a monome Norns running a script. And um, I will talk more about the OP1 in future episodes, but let's focus on the Norns for now. Monome open sourced not only the software, but the hardware as well. So you can build your own Norns device um, at one point in time, you could buy them from Monome, but I think at the moment their supply is limited because you know, they're just a small company based out of New York and uh, don't have sort of the manufacturing power of something like Roland or something, something or a company like that. Um, so yeah, you can build them by sourcing the parts, the components for creating your own. But I cheated and bought a ready-made system off of eBay. Um, so it has a, a Raspberry Pi built in, and it has the Norns Shield, it's like an extension um, hardware, extension board for the Raspberry Pi. And um, then put in a case, has a screen, knobs and dials. Um, yeah, very cool. So um, it has in total four USB ports, which you can connect MIDI devices to. You might need an adapter if you've only got a five pin kit. So that is a bit of a downside, but not a big deal. It, can, it has um, three knobs and three buttons, which um, depending on the script you're running, serve different functions. It has a menu system so you can flick through, look at your levels and you can install new scripts. And uh, there's a lot you can do through its operating system. Um, so the Raspberry Pi underpins the system providing the processing power, the memory, the IO, and a micro SD slot, which comes, or came to mind with the Norn software pre-installed, which is very handy. So you can literally just plug in and go. The unit has full Wi-Fi capabilities, and you can connect it to external keyboards um, and that's keyboards as in MIDI keyboards for music and also for computer variety, um, which you might use for some applications. I'll talk about those in another episode, about one or two that would use an, a um, QWERTY keyboard. Um, so yeah, you can plug in external music hardware. And uh, so once the device, as I was saying, it connects to Wi-Fi, 
and it runs a, a little server on board which you can access via uh, your local IP. Um, so for example, it'd be something like 150 or something like that. Um, but you can type in um, a domain, which is, I think, something like norns.local forward slash maiden. And um, maiden gives you access to a library of scripts in the ecosystem. It gives you access to the code editor. So you can write your own scripts and um, which enhance the capabilities of the device. Um, so yeah, you can create your own scripts. You can also download them from a library. Um, you may have heard of Super Collider. I've mentioned it before on this podcast or on, certainly in my Substack newsletter and uh, if you follow me in Hive, you might come across my episodes I did there um, on tidal cycles and supercollider. Um, the Norns is based on supercollider, which is installed in its operating system. So you can write uh, scripts that access supercollider directly, um, and you can also use the scripting language Lua. But something I've not delved into a great deal just yet, but I certainly have installed a number of scripts and I'll get onto that in a minute. Um, so you could do a heck of a lot. Um, it is a very sophisticated little device. And uh, mine cost me just around about $300, 300, sorry, 300 pounds. Um, you could probably get one for less if you build it yourself. Or if you buy one second hand or something like that, you've know, seen some that are going for about um, £80, but they don't have a case, it's just a board. They might have to buy some other bits and pieces to, to finish it off. So it's very much a sort of DIY, open source thing. Um, and I will share some links to the websites where you can get lots more information on Monome, uh, where you can go to monome.org for starters, and that will give you provide detail of this product and other products, um, plus all of the all of the online resources, and communities that you can join. Um, so that, in a nutshell, is Norns. Um, it's a synthesizer, it's a sampler, it's a sequencer. It's essentially a small music computer. And you could use it without a door. Um, in fact, when I played around a bit to start off with, I just plugged it into a power source, plugged my headphones in the back, nothing else at all. And straight away it launches a script called Awake, which is a, a small gener a generative sequencer. Um, that's rather beautiful to listen to. You can interact with it, you can shift the notes around. You can, if you ever played with a fugue machine, on the iPad is a bit like that, not quite the same, but on a similar wavelength. Um, so the piece of music I started the podcast off with is called Raindrops. And um, the way Raindrops is a generative lo-fi sequencer. This is basically the developer's description of it. Uh, with performance controls that use simple sounds based on polyperk, polyperk being part of the super collider setup. 
Two melodies are generated based on a random scale. Two buffers are applied, a short one for delay effects and a longer one for looping style behavior. A lo-fi effect for snowflake in brackets is randomly applied based on your interactions. The lo-fi effect has some hiss and bit crash. And the developer intended it to be fun, a way to pass the time and drift off at night, <laughs> like staring into heavy rain. If you like making music and daydreaming, you might enjoy this. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of fun. Um, and in my case, I connected my OP1 field um, to the norms and I then recorded it to the norms using the norms built-in tape functionality which records anything that's playing through it um, and I played a few random notes a few arpeggios and a few bits and bobs through the OP1 and what it does is that those sounds kind of pass through they kind of get mixed into the soundscape and they drift away and you add more sounds they drift away and then the sounds sort of kind of drift back again and you get this sort of random coming and going like sort of like a tide in a way of of all of the sounds you've thrown into the mix play and they drift off now you can hear them taking a long long time to drift off into the distance and then it gradually sort of go around in the stereo space and come back to you. Um, so you have sounds being generated by norns and the sounds that you're throwing into it as well as by an audio input from any instrument you have connected to the norns. gets mixed in to what's going on in the norns processing and that gets recorded. Um, so I will play you out now of the rest of the track that we started off with and um, enjoy it and thanks for joining me today and I'll be back with some more in the future. Bye for now.